to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. And before we kick off into this awesome episode, I just want to give a shout out to Argentina for finally winning the World Cup. Dude, have you guys seen the videos of the celebrations going down in Argentina? There's literally millions of people out on the streets. And at one point, they were all chanting Messi's name. Everyone's like, Messi, Messi, like millions of people chanting your name. Could you fucking imagine that? What's your name, bro? Imagine a million people chanting that in the streets. Jesus. It's absolutely incredible. They're actually thinking about putting his image on their currency. So it would have an image of him on the front and then an image of the World Cup team on the back. They take that shit really seriously. And I was actually rooting for Argentina. Sorry if you're a fan of France or Croatia or whatever other country you're from. I was actually rooting for Argentina and England. England got eliminated pretty quick, but Argentina kept on pushing. And man, that final game, Marissa and I watched it just as everybody else was watching it over the world, and we just went nuts. We bet money on it. Marissa actually lived in Argentina for four years, and coincidentally, we're going there in the middle of January. We had this trip planned well before the World Cup ever kicked off, so it's kind of cool that we get to go down there and join the celebrations. My brother-in-law was like, dude, I wish we were down there right now, and I was like, fuck that, man. It's absolute pandemonium down there. We wouldn't be able to get anything done because there's literally millions of people on the street, so... I think by the time we get down there, it'll cool off. But big congratulations to Messi in Argentina. That was one of the best soccer games I've ever seen in my life. Excuse me, football. Football games I've ever seen in my life. So that's why they call it the beautiful game, man, because it is. And that's why it has the biggest following in the entire world. Yet America just can't get behind it, dude. We just, I don't know, something about it we just don't jive with. We like that football and baseball Let me say one more thing about this. I know I'm going to get into the content. Let me flex up a little bit because this interests me. What is up with us having absolutely no fucking songs in the United States? Like the one song we have is USA, USA. Are you kidding me right now? Literally teams all over England in the Premier League, not only do they have songs about their teams, they have songs about individual players. And I was actually talking to one of my clients from England, Robert, what is up, Robert? And he's a big Arsenal fan. And I was like, how is it that they actually have like songs about the coach? They have songs about the players. Like, how does that happen? And he says there's a core unit of fans who like make up songs and post it on Instagram. Why the fuck don't we do that? And even with American football, the fans are so passionate. People are so into it, yet we don't think of songs. I don't know about you, man, but I would love to be in the crowd singing songs with the rest of them. But I guess Americans think songs are like for pussies or whatever. But I strongly disagree with that, man. One of my dreams is to go to a soccer game and sing one of those songs, like the song that was written, by the way, for Argentina that actually talks about Lionel Messi and Maradona and how they want to win the World Cup in 2022. And that was the song that I put at the beginning of this episode. So gentlemen, today we are going to talk about three awesome metaphysical topics that I'll bring up with women that shows the power of the mind and produces massive attraction in chicks. So I call these things gambits and I teach tons of them, man. I have an absolute vault full that I teach my guys in my three-month coaching program that 
when you're on a date with a girl, you don't want to do just like platonic vibing. Like, oh, where'd you go to school? Like, what sports are you interested in? Uh, do you like weather? These boring ass questions that a lot of dudes will ask that make the woman have absolutely no emotions. Instead, we want to elicit emotions by doing these things called gambits. And one of the things I like to talk about most are things that pertain to NLP, hypnosis, the power of the mind, metaphysics, where certain things in our reality aren't exactly as they seem. And when you talk about these things, girls get really pumped up. They get really emotional. And bro, I'm telling you, it generates absolutely massive attraction. So we're going to get into that today. All right. So the first one has to do with a dude who took the SAT. Do you guys remember the SATs? It's this test where they test you on math and language, and it's graded on a score of, I think it's 1,500 or 1,600, and I got a 1050 on mine. I did really good in the math, but the fucking language, I don't know, for you guys that took that shit, what the hell were those questions? Like, I literally didn't understand the questions. Verisimilitude is to ambiguity as tenacity is to what? You're like, what What the literal fuck does that mean? So I absolutely bombed the language section, which is funny because I consider myself a communicator now, but neither here nor there. I got a 1050 on mine. What'd you get, man? It's absolutely a determinant of your intelligence and worth as a man. So whatever you got, that's where you need to base your self-esteem. I'm just kidding, of course. So this guy takes the SAT and he was a really bad student, right? So he takes the SAT and he thinks he's going to bomb it. So he takes the thing, doesn't really know what's going on, and he gets his result back, and the guy got a 1480, which is like a ridiculously high score. So he takes the SAT, thinks he bombs it, gets a 1480, and he's like, wait a minute, maybe I am intelligent. Everybody was like, how'd you do this? Did you cheat? Did you, what'd you do? He's like, no, man, I just, you know, I just took the test and did my best, and I got a 1480, so I guess I'm a genius. So he starts to re-identify himself as this like smart guy. He starts going to classes. He ends up at an Ivy League school and he becomes one of America's greatest magazine publishers and becomes like a multimillionaire, really believes in education. And basically that situation convinced him that he was smart. So a few years later, well after he's already achieved all his success, well after he's made his multi-millions, he's contacted by the SAT review board. And this is like 15, 20 years later. And they're like, hey, we were doing an audit of all our past tests, and it came to our attention that your test was one of the ones that were graded improperly. The Scantron or whatever it was glitched, and it gave you a score that absolutely wasn't true. So instead of getting 1480 on your SAT, you actually got a 740. So the guy's sitting there looking at this letter, and he realizes that it's all your attitude. It's all perception. What you think of yourself is going to be your experience. So if you think you're stupid, you are going to get stupid results. You are going to make less money. You are going to relegate yourself to a station in life where you're simply not successful. But if you choose to believe, and this shows the power of thought, this shows the power of belief, which is why I love NLP because NLP works on belief systems. If you simply choose to believe that you are intelligent, you will manifest and attract to yourself intelligent results. The guy went to school, he tried his best, he went to an Ivy League school, graduated, was convinced he was a genius, so then he started a magazine company, became a multimillionaire. Would he have been able to do that if he knew that his SAT score was 740? Probably not. 
well, I'm dumb. I should just become a blue collar worker. And by the way, I'm not saying if you're a blue collar worker, you're dumb. In fact, I highly respect people who know how to work with their hands and fix things. And that too is an intelligence in itself. But what I'm saying is he would have probably limited himself because he believed that he was stupid. So I want to ask you, what do you believe about yourself? Is there ample evidence to support that? Or have you simply bought into other people's belief systems? Have you bought into a SAT score, for example, that at the time you didn't know how to answer these ridiculous fucking questions on that thing, and now you've convinced yourself that you're stupid, and now you're working a job that isn't up to your aptitude? I used to think I was a bad writer. I was, in fact, put into a class my first year of college for bad writers. And then 15 years later, I became one of the most highly paid copywriters that I've ever met. A copywriter is a sales writer. And now today I'm a podcast host, a communicator. So whatever you believe about yourself, fucking question it. Say to yourself, is this really true? Or is this something my dad told me? My mom told me, my brother told me, God, brothers, they're the worst. They're the worst thing ever for a dude's confidence. My older brother, what a fucking douche can you? That guy just crushed my confidence. And I had to do a lot of work on myself to overcome the bullshit that that dude installed in my head. If I believed what he told me, I would be a way different person than I am today. Instead, I decided to choose my beliefs because I understand that what you believe you will manifest, just like the guy that thought he got a 1480 on his SAT. The next story is about the dude who froze to death in a freezer that was 54 degrees. So this guy was working. He gets locked in a freezer on his job and he thinks it's freezing cold, right? He's in a freezer. He's like, fuck, dude, it's like 15 degrees in this thing. I'm going to freeze to death. I'm absolutely fucked. But the freezer was actually broken. It was 54 degrees the whole time. And let's think about 54 degrees. I don't know about you, but right now it's winter here in Colorado. We get a lot of 54 degree days. It requires a medium jacket and a pair of jeans. If you and I were in a 54 degree room together, we'd be a little chilly, but we wouldn't die. The guy fucking died by freezing to death. Think about that. 54 degrees, you can't theoretically die in 54 degrees. Like frostbite can't happen. Your heart won't stop. You're not going to die. But the thing that happened is his mind convinced him that it was well below freezing. So he starts shivering. His body starts reacting to this. His heart stops and the dude fucking dies because of his mind. I want you to really think about that. The power of your mind is so unbelievably underrated. And this is why I'm an NLP coach. NLP works directly on the mind. And I've seen time and time again, thousands of times, the results that me doing NLP on my clients will completely shift their beliefs about themselves. Thus, their body language changes, their communication to women changes, their bearing, their tonality, everything about them changes to be a confident, masculine man. And then women absolutely go crazy for them simply because of belief systems. The way you look doesn't matter. The way your voice is doesn't matter. I don't care if you look like a chicken McNugget with tits, you got a peg leg, your back looks like the back of a Bigfoot, and you smell like a rotten fish packed into a burnt taco. If you have belief systems that are conducive to attracting women, which of course are all self-affirming belief systems, you will attract women. It's all in the fucking mind. And this proves it. Dude was in a 54 degree freezer and he died of hypothermia which is physically impossible, but it is possible with the mind. The next story I want to talk about is about Viktor Frankl, who survived the concentration camps because he had a why. And what he noticed is that the second people would give up 
in those concentration camps by not having a why. And when I say why, I mean something to look forward to to the future, to have a purpose and even a purpose for the suffering. When they didn't have the why and they completely gave up mentally, they would die within three days consistently. So Viktor Frankl looked at his suffering as a way to rise above it and he wanted to teach humanity about the insanity of the egoic mind and how when having a why, when having a purpose, you can persevere through any adversity. So when people would give up, they would literally be dead within three days. And this points to the power of having a never fucking quit attitude, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. I will never fucking quit. I am never giving up. I am never out of the fight. When you have that philosophy, especially when going for monetary goals, business goals, but particularly with women, you will fucking succeed. Because the second you make a commitment to yourself, the universe will move and shift and conspire to help you achieve that goal that you want to achieve. But the second you give up and you say, I can't do this, the universe or even your subconscious mind says, you're right, you can't do this. So I'm absolutely obsessed with the power of the mind because I've seen it, not only in myself, but the thousands of clients who I've helped to become girl magnets who are absolute zeros. I'm talking bagels with women before they hired me. I've turned them into girl magnets simply by shifting the mind. So I want you guys to really consider just how powerful your thoughts are and never under any circumstance let the poison of negative thinking come into your mind space. Because I'm telling you, what you think about, you become. You can become a multimillionaire magazine publisher when you got an SAT of 740. You can freeze to death if you convince yourself that you're in a freezing freezer when it's only 54 degrees. And you can get through trials and tribulations like a fucking concentration camp where they're trying to starve you to death and even work you to death when you have a powerful enough why. And I want to ask you, what is your why, brother? What are you doing to ameliorate yourself, to become the next best version of yourself? Because you are here to create that. That is your purpose. You are here to enable the divine purpose of the universe to unfold, which is to become the best version of yourself. Are your thoughts helping you with that? Or are they holding you back? And whose thoughts are they? Are they yours? Or are they somebody else's who were given to you before you had a chance to defend yourself from them? Question your thoughts. Don't believe everything you think. Choose what you want to believe, that which is going to create the reality that you want most. I want to give you guys one more gambit before I wrap up this episode. An interesting experiment happened where a dude had a lie detector machine that when doing lie detecting on a person, you put this clamp on their finger where it detects the moisture that comes out of their finger. So when we lie as human beings, the moisture that's pushed out of our pores actually goes up a little bit. Now, there's tons of research about lying and how it affects our body, how it affects other people. And certainly that's something I can do a podcast on in the future. And this too is part of gambits that I talk about with women. They absolutely love this kind of shit. So I talk about it all the time and they just fucking eat it up, man. Seriously, they eat this stuff up. So I really want you guys to bring this into your conversations. But the guy had a lie detector machine. And again, he had this thing that goes on people's fingers and he was looking at a plant and he wondered if he put this moisture detecting finger clamp on a leaf, if when he watered the tree, it would detect the moisture coming out of the leaf. So sure enough, he puts the clamp on the leaf, he waters the plant, and within several seconds, it did start detecting moisture coming out of it. So a few hours go by and he kind of forgets about how the clamp is on the plant. 
And he walks by and he's smoking a cigarette and he has his lighter in his hand. And he's like, huh, I wonder if I were to try to light this plant on fire, if the moisture would kick up, like would it put more moisture in its leaves to try to protect itself? So the second he thought that, okay, he didn't light the lighter. He didn't even reach towards the tree in any way whatsoever. He simply had the thought and he was standing several feet away. The lie detector started going off, detecting more moisture being pushed into the leaves. Okay, so think about this. He simply had the thought of doing harm to a tree and it pushed out moisture from its leaves. So then he started doing more experiments about, huh, I wonder if my thoughts can affect a tree. And guys, I want you to have an open mind to this because this is going to get a little airy-fairy, a little hippie-ish, a little soap dodger-ish, a little tree hugger-ish, but just bear with me. Okay, so they started doing experiments where they would send love and compassion and caring towards a tree and they would detect how its growth would be compared to those trees that didn't have that same effect. And sure enough, those trees will grow more. They then did an experiment where there was a lot of hatred around a tree and its growth would often be stifled. So they basically detected that trees react to our thoughts. And again, him even just thinking, I'm going to light this tree on fire, boom, the lie detector started going off because it was detecting more moisture coming out of the leaves. So talking about these things to girls, these metaphysical type things, and I have so many of them because the shit just interests me. I think there's a lot more behind this life than what we perceive, and that kind of stuff really interests me. In fact, I have several more podcasts to talk about metaphysics which is like super infinitesimally small atoms and particles and how they react with our thoughts. There's something called the double slit experiment that I really want to do a podcast on because it's so fucking interesting and proves that your thoughts are literally creating your reality. And this is why homeboy can go into a 54 degree freezer and die because I believe your thoughts are more powerful than you think they are and you are an extremely powerful creator. In fact, you're creating your entire reality with your thinking. And there's tons of scientific evidence behind it. Once again, I'm going to do more podcast episodes about that in the future. But these types of cool gambits I give to you in my three-month coaching program. So you can pick and choose the ones you like best. Talk about them with women. They eat this shit up. I'm telling you, boys, it's freaking catnip for women. So take those four things that I just told you. Pick the ones you like the best. Talk about them with women the next time you have a date or first conversation or the next time you're hanging out with the girl you're chilling with and it's going to absolutely crush because they love this shit. So gentlemen, I do appreciate you listening. Wanted to give a quick shout out to all the awesome reviews that I've been getting. I'm almost to a thousand reviews on the American iTunes. So if you can pop me a couple five-star reviews with some writing behind it, I very much appreciate it. I appreciate all you guys so much. I know your time is very valuable and you could be doing a myriad of different things with your time, but you choose to continue coming back to my content and sincerely from the bottom of my heart, man. Thank you so much. I do appreciate you. All right, gentlemen, that's it for me. I drop podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays, so please stay tuned for the next one and I will see you in the next episode. Ah!